everyone to the Hecate Lower Podcast. That's right. Did we ever talk about changing the name again? No, we haven't talked about it since the first time we brought it up, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I'm so on the fence. Because, uh, like, I'm, I want to just because it doesn't really have much to do with what we talk about. True. But at the same time, we talk about so many different things. It would be hard to find one that really fits. So it almost does kind of work just because it's so, like, ambiguous. Yeah. Because we really cover, like, history, crime, comedy... We can also talk about Hecate at some point, too. Yeah. I was, the whole episodes. I was party kinda, two or three party, honestly. I was thinking about doing, like, some, like, myth... Well, we've already kind of done mythology stuff a little yeah. bit. Might as well delve into, like, Greek stuff, where True. this comes from. Would be cool. Probably will do that at some point. You know, just just keep adding to the roster of different topics we talk about. Then that one guy that was asking us can actually come back. I told him straight out. I was like, bruh. I mean, do you see the tags on it? None of them say occult. None of them say Wicca. They all say comedy, yeah. true crime, history. Or like it's do you see the title of the episode? It's pretty obvious what you're about to listen to, my guy. Yeah. It's not my fault you just blindly click oh wait, wait a minute. I thought it was. It's on you. Are you sure? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, it's on it's on you. Stop being stupid. (laughs) Damn it. And what about the um, the guy that was right about our intro being too long? He was right, but he was only half right. Only half right. (laughs) It was too long, but I think five seconds is too short. He wanted he's like it should be five seconds. So I was like, no, it's too short. Best I can do is (laughs) ten. That's funny. Think you can tell me how to run my fucking show, goddammit? Yes. Goddamn conspiracy theories, fucking Illuminati, goddammit. Alright, man. What's today's episode about? Today we're doing more true crime. Yeah. The thing we said we were gonna try to stop doing so much of. But we gotta crank out a few episodes just because I'm gonna be gone for most of June. Yeah, I mean, we're still gonna cover it every now and then. Some things I find that I'm just like, oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. True crime seems to be the easiest to write episodes about. Yeah, it's just because it's so, like, uh, you know, everything's kind of laid out for you already, so. And, you know, people people like to hear about it. True. I true. do, too. Sometimes I just don't like to talk about it as much. Yeah. It, it's so different listening to it than it is writing and talking about it. Oh, yeah. Like, I can listen. Like, when, when I had my last job, I had listened to fucking last podcast and left the entire shift. <laughs> Just series after series of serial killers. I'd be fine. Yeah. But I read a three-parter on one, and I'm like, I feel fucking gross. Yeah. I need to I need to take a break. <laughs> like, I need a shower. I, I need to talk about something funny. I getcha. What's today's? Today is the I-70 killer. An unsolved killer case that was also, um, what's that show called? On uh, Unsolved Mysteries back ah. in the day. So, best way to really tell you what's going on is just to fucking splooge on into it. Don't do that. Too late. If you're on the first row, hope you brought out a jacket or something. Always do. So, the I-70 killer was an unknown American serial killer who the deaths of six store clerks in the spring of 1992 are attributed to. 
The killer was never identified, and some claim his body count may be higher, possibly killing again all the way into 2001. Ooh. The six killings all took place at stores along the Midwest Highway of I-70. Five out of the six victims were young women, and most seemed to believe that the killer's one male victim was a mistake. I just realized how funny that is to say. How how's that been a mistake? Oh, sh- didn't mean to do that. Didn't. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that. I'm pretty sure it could easily have to, they could easily have figured out, like, oh, it's a dude. I'm going to kill him anyways, though. Oh, we'll get into that a little bit. Since he's never caught, we don't know his his uh, thinking, so we can only speculate. True, true. All of the stores hit were only ever robbed of small cash, and as well as a death in 2001 that fits the MO, investigators placed three more murders taking place in 1993 and an attempted murder in 1994. 94, that's the year I was born. Curious. Hmm. What were you doing in 1994, you fucking degenerate? Oh, you see, I was barely born. Yeah, I've seen a baby hold a gun before. You're not out of this. Wait, what? <laughs> Just one of those shitty fucking cops. <laughs> I knew it was you. We got a video of your diaper wearing ass in that store. I was sir. I wasn't even born yet. I was still calm. What? Comes killed before, son. Ew. <laughs> That's not an episode I want to do. Alright. Top ten. <laughs> Come as, as far as we know, the I-70 killer spree began on April 8th, 1992, in a Payless shoe store in Indianapolis. The victim had been 26-year-old Robin Folder. Folder. Full dower, I think. Full dower. We'll, we'll say that. Robin was alone in the store at the time of the murder, which investigators determined to be around 1.30 p.m. Her body was discovered in the back storage room at 3 p.m. The only thing stolen from the store was less than $100 out of the register. Damn. Yeah, so robbery is this man's second motive. Yeah. Obviously, he just wants to, you know... Yep. I don't think there's any evidence of sexual assault, so at least you don't have to worry about that. Ah, so you just kill him because he likes to kill. I mean, it still might, might it still might get him there. Yeah. You know. Who knows? Three days later, at a bridal shop in Wichita, the killer would take his next two victims, 23-year-old Patricia Smith and the store manager, 32-year-old Patricia Major Mag Maggers. <laughs> I don't know. Maggers. They all say Maggers. All the questions are both named Patricia. I know. <laughs> Inter- curious. The two were in the store with past crossings. They were waiting on the customer to come in, so they let him in thinking it was him. It was sometime after 6 p.m. That was a mistake. Very big mistake, as they're about to find out. Not long after both women were murdered, the actual customer they were waiting on arrived at the store. The man came face to face with the killer, immediately noticing his gun. The killer asked him to come to the back of the store with him, but when the man refused, instead of putting up a fight, he simply told him to flee. Eh. Why don't you, why don't you have a seat? It's like <laughs> I didn't touch like, no minors. Nah, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I'm just, I'm just not gonna do what you say. It took the man an hour to report the incident out of fear, but his report gave police the first of many composite sketches of the killer. The man described the killer as a slender white man with reddish hair. And using an Uzi style gun. Uzi. Yeah, <laughs> Uzi. As this was the only murder attributed to the killer to be a double, 
Police believe the killer thought only one woman had been in the store at the time. Because, you know, these guys are not exactly what you would call brave. I mean, not even brave. Very loosely. Very um, pussy. Yes. Big pussies. As we uh, talked about with, who was it? Oh, yeah, Richard Amirez, who would always just pop the dude right away. He's a pussy. You don't want to put up no fight. It's a lot of serial killers like that do that go after the women's. They do because they feel they want to be stronger. They want to feel superior. Pussies. Yep. They're too insecure about their own, about their own shit. <laughs> yeah. The next murder would take place on April 27th when 40-year-old Michelle Macron... Oh, it's Michael. This is the one dude. Oh, Michael. My bae. Michael Macron. McCown. McCown. Was murdered in his mother Sylvia's uh, ceramic store in Indiana. The murder took place sometime around 4 o'clock p.m., and the only thing stolen from the store had been Michael's wallet and less than $50 out of the register. Investigators believe that Michael was mistaken for a woman based on the name of the store, Sylvia Ceramics. And the fact that Michael was shot in the back of the head while kneeling down to stock shelves, as well as the fact that he had long hair which he usually wore up in a ponytail. Michael's body wasn't moved after the murder either, like the past victims. Almost as if the killer realized who this victim had been and simply took what he had from the store and left. He's <laughs> like, damn, it's that like, woman. Oh, shit. Oh, god damn it. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> just like, fuck, man. It, it was just a prank, bro. You know, the wonder that got shot. Like, uh, yeah, it's going to happen. Man, dude was very uh, hasty if he's just like, long hair, ponytail, bam. Oh shit, that one, no bitch. Nope. The killer's next victim would be 24. Oh my god, can I say 24? No, you can't. <clears throat> I guess not. The killer's next victim would if be. You're 28. You're almost in your 30s. I'm not that old. How's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> the killer's next victim would be 24 year old Nancy Kitzmiller. Some interesting names in this. Mm-hmm. who was murdered in a shoe store on May 3rd in St. Charles, Missouri. She had opened the store that day at noon, and 2.30 p.m. had been found dead by customers entering the store by a gunshot wound to the back of the head. Like the other stores, only a small amount of money was missing from the register. This man was just, like, taking, like, yeah, I could use a fucking couple burgers on my road trip. Yeah, probably. Probably was thinking <laughs> just for gas and whatnot. A witness came forward claiming to have seen Nancy with her final customer what would have been moments before her death. The customer would have most likely have been the killer, and with a composite drawing made from the witness testimony, it became clear that that was exactly the case. The sixth of the 1992 murder victims was 37-year-old Sarah Blessing. Sarah owned a gift shop store of many colors in Raytown, Missouri, and on May 7th, the killer would enter Sarah's store in the midday hours as the owner of the video store next to Sarah's gift shop saw a man fitting the killer's description entering around that time. Sarah wasn't very blessed that day. I wasn't (laughs) gonna make that joke, motherfucker. I wasn't, but you had to, okay. I'm sure the people probably thought the same thing. The owner of the video store recalled that after seeing the man enter Sarah's store, he heard a loud pop and shortly after saw the man leave. 
The video store owner would go over to check on the sound when he discovered Sarah's body lying dead. As we discussed at the beginning of the episode, there are believed to be three additional murders linked to the I-70 killer. Two in 1993 and one in 2001, as well as an attempted murder in 1994. Both the 1993 murders, as well as the attempted murder in 1994, took place in Texas. First was 51-year-old Mary Ann Glasscock. That's an interesting name. Glasscock. Do you need a... You need some maturity pills? <laughs> yeah, I think I do. <laughs> <laughs> Mary was murdered on September 25th in Fort Worth at the Emporium Antique Store. Then 22-year-old Amy Vess was murdered on November 1st in a dance, appa- dance apparel store in Arlington. On January 15th, 1994, in the alternative gift shop in Houston, 35-year-old Vicky Webb was shot in the back of the head. Though the bullet did not pass through the skull, and when the killer tried to shoot her again, his gun misfired. See, this chick should have had the last name Blessing. <laughs> How'd they know the gun misfired, though? Uh, she probably told him. Like, if, oh, she if lived. She, if she didn't pass out, she probably would have said she heard another like attempt, and then it didn't go. So. Yeah. Vicky was able to recall talking to the man before he attacked her, and the description did seem to match up with the description of the I-70 killer. Both the ammo, as well as the bullet caliber of a .22, matched the killers, but a ballistic test concluded that the gun used in the Texas murder was not the same as the one used in the I-70 murders. So these killings have yet to be officially linked. I mean, it is like two years later, so you could very well just have a different gun at this point. Yeah. He probably didn't, didn't take very good care of his weapon, so they probably just got two clogged up with the carbon and fucking just didn't work. Oh yeah, more than likely. <clears throat> Especially if it misfired, then yeah. Yeah, that's he true. He probably doesn't, doesn't take very good care of them. That is true. Which takes us to 2001 now, the final installment on this, I suppose. On the evening of November 30th, 2001, Billy Brossman, a clerk at a liquor store in Terre Haute. Terre Haute? Terre Haute, Indiana. I don't know. I've been in Indiana, so I don't know any of those places. Me neither. Uh, Who was murdered? Security camera footage shows the male suspect enter the store and pull a gun on Billy. The man led Billy to the back of the store where he'd be killed by a gunshot to the back of the head. Local police believe this man is the I-70 killer, though I'm trying to remember which one department thinks it is and one department thinks it is, and I can't remember. Um, I think it was the, the initial investigation team that was on the I-70 don't believe it is, which does make sense because the only time he ever killed a man it was pretty evident that it was a mistake yeah he didn't and i mean so it'd be really odd for him to just straight up do do this to a man knowing it was a man but i guess the security camera footage makes him look pretty similar to the composite sketches interesting maybe decided to just start killing everyone well that was the final ones attributed to him though but i think at that point he would have been pretty old true maybe um Unfortunately, that's where that ends. It aired on Unsolved Mysteries, and unfortunately, nothing came. But there are no suspects at all. Yeah. And nothing as recent to attach to this case. It's kind of just gone dead. It's sadly, it happens a lot. Yeah. 
Given the way the, a lot of the uh, composite sketches of him look, he looks pretty, uh, pretty messy, I would say. Yeah. So, ODing is probably a pretty strong possibility. You know, any hope. You got a phone call? Get the fuck out of here. If I don't have your number saved on my phone, I don't want to hear it. Same. Like, leave me a fucking voicemail or text me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's, that's where that ends. Okay. Unfortunately, there's no conclusion. What's that? We shall say adieu. Adieu. Au revoir. Have a good day. Yup, you'll like this little one for now. I mean, it's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. Um, Learn something new. Yeah, I hadn't heard about it before until I saw a video on it, so. Ah, okay. It might be pretty new. Um, Check out everything. Check out other shit. Shirts. Stickies. Stickies? Fucking stuff. Yeah. Yeah, at some point, we'll take the shit up to a new level record it because i think that'd be fun oh yeah definitely we just have to get a more well i mean this room wouldn't be bad to do we just have to cover the windows more so yeah. we don't get a glares and whatnot yeah and deck it out a little bit more but this wouldn't be too bad yeah and we might have well we'd have to move a bunch of stuff to the back basically so that way people can see all of our see all of your heads and whatnot that you have yeah we'd have to arrange a little bit but i bet if we put like maybe if we even put the camera right there yeah and just like had it like move the shit and put the camera there so that way it goes like that. True. And it's a little cool. spooky desk. A spooky desk. Spooky. Spooky. Um, Alright. Thank y'all for listening. Have a good time. Hail Satan. This would be. Take care and be safe, y'all. And And what? Try meth. No, don't do that. That's bad. Mess is bad. Do it. No. You're gonna do get it. crystals forming in your lungs and then they're gonna be there forever. Yeah, and then you'll, you'll, it's funny how it makes you look like Gollum. It does. Like, it just completely reshapes your body. By the way, don't play the Gollum game. It sucks. Wow, what? Don't play the Smeagol game no one asked for? Basically a chore simulator. It's the dumbest shit ever. Alright, go fuck yourselves. That's it, B. Take care.